0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game show powered by Comed. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at Comed.com slash clean. I'm Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson. Thanks for being with us. The Hawks lose 5-4 in overtime to the Dallas Stars in a really uh commendable effort. The Hawks had every reason to kind of Hunt on this game they were down two uh in the third period jamie ben made it four two stars 210 into the third and the hawks could have tucked their tails and just you know waited for the final horn but they battled back jason dickinson and tyler johnson each add a pair each add a third period goal and force overtime and with nine seconds to go Rupe hints again with the hat trick goal against the hawks wins it for the
1: stars uh, Rupe Hints now has uh, 7 million. 17 points in his last nine games against the Blackhawks. What a body on twenty four for cripe's sake! Sunday, you're gonna play face this team again. New just Year's Eve. Him. Just whoever your best defensive player is, I don't know who that is. Who is that? Connor Murphy. Call up Boris Kachuk and just have <laughs> Boris Kachuk. St- Living his sweater with them for their whole game. Yeah, um, that was.
0: Yeah, but it was yeah, the yeah.
1: stars, top guys. Just as I said in the pregame show, if you joined us, their top guys are always the top guys against the Blackhawks. Yes. Jamie Ben had another goal. Yep. There's Joe Pavelski. Jason Robertson was very noticeable. Rupe Hints owns the freaking Blackhawks. But. Get beat by their top stars, I'm fine with that. Yeah, those guys beat a lot of teams. Sure. If you're getting beat by the Craig Smiths and the whoever the fourth fourth line guys are, then you got a problem. Um, Even
0: if this game ended four two and the ha- and Dickinson and Johnson didn't score to force overtime, I still don't have a huge problem with this one.
1: Okay, this is just it's a well. matter of talent. And here's it's a positive loss. I mean, you you got the game the overtime. Maybe, just maybe, this team is starting to to turn a corner a little bit where it didn't snowball. Where in the past, very recent, you give up those two goals in 20 seconds and then all of a sudden before you know it, instead of it being 3-2, it's 5-2 because you, right. you, you get defeated. But that first shift after the Dallas third goal, those two goals in 20 seconds, they almost scored. It was the Beauvillier line who was excellent tonight. Yeah, they were really good. They came out, and they had a scoring chance right away. And even after the Jamie Ben goal that made it 4-2, that's another chance where a lot of times this year the Hawks would just say, eh, that's it, and then they'd give up a fifth one right away. But again, that next shift after that goal, they, they hit a post? Yeah. Was that, the, uh, or was that in the that second? That was Bovillier hit a post, Yeah, right? Yeah, and so they didn't fold like they have in the past. The fragility... Wasn't there. They weren't as fragile as we've seen in the past. And uh, so that's what I mean when I'm saying maybe this team is turning a corner. You know, you had that effort against Colorado, which was washed out the following game, but then you had, you know, the game against the Jets, the game you got outplayed with drastically for much of that game and you found a way to win in overtime. This game, they dominated the third period. And boy, if they if, outshot him thirteen to four in the third period, fourteen to 4. 14 to and 4 And if Isaac Phillips wasn't a step
0: off sides, Reichel had a great chance in overtime. He had a great look in overtime. All right, thanks for being with us. We love you. You know what? You know that. You know that about us. Please smash that like button for us. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Same thing if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, make sure you're subscribed or following whatever your podcast app calls for. And please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts as we do, or Spotify as we do every game. We're going to let you vote for the four-star of the game. Steven thinks it's going to be a runaway. We disagree, or at least it shouldn't be. Three really good nominees for four-star. Here are the three stars. Number three for Dallas, Jamie Benn. Number two, Joe Pavelski. Number one, Ruby Hintz. Fine. Here's your four-stars of the game uh, nominees that you will vote for and we'll reveal at the end of the show. Cole Gutman, a goal and assist, five shots on goal, nine shot attempts, two hits, plus two Won 50% of his faceoffs. He was very noticeable in this game.
1: Yeah, he basically said, uh, Dear Luke Richardson, I double-dog dare you to uh, scratch me again. That's two Christmas story references. Yeah, you five can't minutes.
0: stop taking him out. <laughs> I know he's not perfect. I know he's going to make mistakes, but when he's on the ice, good things happen. Yeah, I mean, he's... He keeps
1: the game nine shot attempts. It's, uh, yeah, I, it's it's going to be hard to... You know, he was twelve forty in this game. Well, he's that—that's going to go up with uh, the Taylor Radish injury. So um, yeah, we'll get more on that, I'm sure. But uh, no, there's no way he's coming out of the lineup at this point. Not, next, not for the next game. Next nominee, Connor Murphy, twenty-five minutes on the
0: dot, plus three, two shots on goal, and five hits. He was great.
1: Among his best games as a Hawk, he's really good in this game. This is best game this season. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, that's a low bar. We've talked many times. Yeah, he got off to
0: a bad start but it's how been he's better been lately. He's been struggling, but
1: he was great tonight and you know, you, you missed uh, Zaitsev was a late scratch and Pooping. Um Turnori didn't play after that third goal, rightfully so. We'll get to him. So, he was getting double shifted out there. He was very good, very noticeable. Uh, that's a game that Murphy can can build on and maybe get some momentum and put a couple of those back to back, and then you'll start feeling better about his season.
0: And your other nominee for the four star of the game, Tyler Johnson, two goals, seventeen fifty six, five shots on goal, nine shot attempts, fifty six percent from the dot. He was uh, he was all over the place. And Darren Pang pointed out he's playing like right there in the uh, high slot, like just waiting for uh, chances to come to him. And the puck finds you when you're there. Darren Peng said it, and every time it looked like Tyler Johnson looked up, the puck was on his tape.
1: Yeah, and he had opportunities to shoot and he took them. It's uh, he got the time machine or, or whatever. The he he looked like the Tyler Johnson of old out there for, yeah. for a night. So uh, it's another guy that we've you know we've we've talked a lot about this season how he's lost a step and and fighting father time, but for one night he was. Excellent.
0: I think he's been a little bit better lately, too. I, You know, anytime you've got these veteran guys, and, like Connor Murphy and Tyler Johnson, and you see them looking, like, kind of out of sorts, I think it's safe to assume they're not playing at 100%. Um, that might have been the case earlier with Johnson and maybe Murphy, I'm not sure. Uh, you mentioned Taylor Radis We're waiting to see if there's any more info on him. He only played uh, basically one shift in this game and did not return. They showed uh, a little bit of replay behind the net and you couldn't see anything terribly obvious. that looked like a twisted knee just kind of went down awkwardly, dragged his leg around the, uh, boards a little bit, but it wasn't, it, w- it was not easy to detect exactly what we're dealing with there.
1: No, I we'll, we'll see if we get, uh, some sort of update here, but that was, uh, that just going back to Tyler Johnson, that's his second two goal game of the season. Yeah. he had The two goals in Montreal early in the year, um, But, uh, yeah, uh, the the radish is a little weird. Didn't really see anything. But, I mean, we've noticed that he's had, like, his thigh wrapped for much of the season in the uh, locker room. I don't know if that's a nagging injury or if it's just kind of like a, you know, a a security blanket type thing. I mean, you've mentioned it, you know, you do it once and you kind of just keep doing it. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt, but... Had you not mentioned that, you know, if they hadn't talked about it in the broadcast, that Taylor Radish no. went out of injury, I, I would have just thought it was a normal Taylor nah, he's, Radish he's day. a
0: roster spot at this point. And here's an update from Luke Richardson via Ben Pope. Uh, quote, hopefully he's okay, but we'll check on him tomorrow. They are calling it a lower body injury. So
1: that's what it looked like. We'll, we'll know in the morning if there's a, a, a call-up from Rockford. Um, Could be Boris Kachuka clock. I mean that's that's the guy you call up. He's I would been think so. very like a credit to Boris Kachuk, who could have gone down to the AHL and pouted, but he's I believe he's got five points in his six games, three goals, two assists. Yeah. He's been very effective um down there. So he's a guy that's gone down there and um performed. And so he'll if, if they need somebody, he'll be the guy that comes up. Um a, a cricket ass if, if this point do we think if uh, Zaitsev is better than Tenorti, I don't think there's a doubt that he's better than Jared Tenorti.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of Tenorti hate in the chat today. Well,
1: I mean, it's, it's earned tonight. He was bad. Uh, you could pin three of those four goals on his shoulders for failing to do anything. Had a good view of a lot of those goals tonight and just got walked by Jamie Benn on that third one.
0: And not even, like, it was as if he wasn't there. Like Remember old school video games where you just, like, walk through people and walk through walls? And
1: that's kind of what Tenority was. A guy that big, you can't just step around him. Yeah, and, and Put a body on someone. Those, those two goals in 20 seconds, he was just standing around, not There's tying sticks. There's a lot of this from him, like,
0: where is yeah, Oh, where'd happening? you come from? Yeah. Oh, oh,
1: my God, when did you get here? Well, he's been there for nine seconds, Jared. Put a body on him. Well, it's, look,
0: it's not his fault, like, the reality of Jared Tenorti is that he is an AHL player who is an NHL call-up in injury cases. He is being counted on by this team to be a middle pair, bottom pair, everyday defenseman. He's not that even on this
1: team. Yeah, they, they should stop depending on him for that at this point. And credit to Luke Richardson – Jared Tenord did not see the ice after that third goal.
0: We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, when it, Seth Jones comes back, I know Crevier is going to be the guy to go down, and Zaitsev will be in the lineup. But I don't, I, I, I really worry. Like, I didn't love that they were signed Tenordi. I know it's a security blanket. I know you want to reward a guy for being a good trooper last year, but you've got so many young defensemen on the way. He's just taking up a spot, and he's one yeah, of those then guys. Then you
1: wave him, and, and if he doesn't get claimed, you, he goes down to Rockford. I guess. I just, I don't know. He's. And I like Jared Denore, the, the person. Of course. He's a really nice guy. It doesn't matter. Uh, no. He, <laughs> he's you know. he's a warrior, but yeah. he's just, he's a bad defenseman. Yeah. he, he You got clowned tonight.
0: And, he, and he'd be the first guy to tell you, I played like ass today.
1: Like, th- there's no denying it. I mean, if he played like ass, they might have won. <laughs> yeah. He played worse he was Simply, ass. He, he, he played worse <laughs> than ass.
0: Yeah, I, it's – uh, and again, we can qualify it all we want, good guy, total pro, uh, leader, all those sort of things, and those are all true. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to perform on the ice, and he was a detriment to the team in this game. Yes. If Nikita Zaitsev is in – and he's out, or Seth Jones is in, and he's out, this is probably a Hawks win. Because several of the Dallas goals you could pin on him, and the fourth regulation goal for Dallas, he was just happened to be in the penalty box. So he couldn't have been on the ice for that one. It was yeah. bad. It, I mean, and look, the fact that he was benched after that third goal gives me a little bit of hope that, okay, Luke is seeing what we're seeing, and enough is enough. But I just, I don't know, I feel like there's this thing with him and Luke where Luke sees a little bit of himself in that guy and he's a little bit of a throwback. And, you know, I know Luke's an old school player, a new school thinker, but he yeah. looks at the veteran and feels like this is a guy who's going to more often than not do the right thing. It doesn't matter, though, if you don't have the puck, you can't catch anybody or put a body on anybody. Your intentions can be great. If I hey had I gotten that puck, I would have done the
1: right thing with it. Yeah. You never got it. It's like Seth Jones explaining the uh, slingshot power play. Well, when it works, it's good. <laughs> right. Well, well, when I get a body on a guy, it's very effective. Yeah, but it doesn't happen enough. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I w- would be fine if if Jared Tenorti, um is is the, that that whole run is 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 done. I don't think it's done, but let's not make him a, an every night player. Maybe one every five games if you have to, if you're going to rotate him and Zaitsev out when Jones comes back. Yeah, but I don't know. Be interested to see what we what we do, what 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 the team does here. You just it's just the first game of a five game road trip. Radish is hurt. We don't know how long. Yeah, um, doesn't sound super serious, but you know. We've we've had that before, where it doesn't sound serious, and the next day, like, oh my god, his leg fell off. Um, <laughs> he went to bed, we and he forgot w- his leg. <laughs> he woke up without a leg. Um, so, and then Zaitsev ill, so they, they got another game here in, in less than forty eight hours. So if they call up another defenseman, it's they probably you know Zaitsev's illness is a little serious than we thought. Yeah, He's probably going to have to call up another forward if Radish can't go. You do have Reese Johnson, but you need to have
0: you extra have a bodies body there at least
1: because you got four more road games before you come home. So uh, I would be um, I'd be surprised I, I'd be surprised if Boris Kachuk isn't getting on a plane tomorrow morning. Um, and then uh, we'll see we'll see what happens on the blue line. But I I, I can't see in any scenario Jared Schnurty playing Sunday. I would not think so. I would hope not. Hey, if your leg does fall
0: off and then they reattach it and you've got to get those muscles rebuilt, there's no better place to do it than Midtown Athletic Club. They have four Chicagoland locations Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the north shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and of course, the Midtown Athletic Club in Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The Palatine location has launched a multi million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. You can lock in a favorable rate if you join before the end of the year. And guess what? You're running out of time to do that. If you're a single person, you're a family with kids, you're looking to make some lifestyle changes or you're into holistic wellness, Midtown Athletic Club has you covered for whatever your workout needs are. They've got awesome features there. They've got yoga. They've got interval training. They've got boxing, spin and cycling, group exercise, and great tennis courts all Indoor, outdoor, pickleball, paddle tennis are all USTA professional quality from top to bottom. Head over to com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you and to take advantage of that deal before the year ends.
1: While you're working on your perfect body, I've achieved mine many years ago. Yeah. Um, this is a peak mail form Deal I mean, with it. Absolutely. I I I had a dad bod before they were in. Um, <laughs> but while you're sculpting your perfect body, why don't you finish uh, your perfect home with some brand new floors from Empire Today? With Empire Today, Chicagoland Legends, you get the shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, and quick and professional installation. With a low price guarantee, Empire today is the best place to get new flowing. So of course they have their copycats. But Empire can't be beaten on quality service speed. So competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in their own. We know what it's like to have copycats around
0: here. Yes, we do.
1: Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. They have their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how the floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at at the big box stores can be a very frustrating experience. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring. So you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. They pride themselves on their convenient shop-at-home service. They help customers shop for floors where where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. They service their own warranties, so if there's an issue, just call Empire. They'll come out and fix all the problems themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details, five eight eight two three hundred.
0: Empire That little animated animated guy will come over to and just roll it right out. Yeah. That's all it takes. He Quite just so has cheap. the carpet, unfurls it, the carpet I mean, and the furniture jumps up in the air and the carpet goes right under it. That's it. You're done. It's like my Uncle George.
1: The Empire Carpet guy. He looks like him? Yeah, well you my Uncle George used to look like him. Um He doesn't anymore? Well, a hey, the umpire guy well never mind but no he's <laughs> okay. uh, he's lost most of his hair and doesn't have the mustache anymore oh uh, back in the shame. day he had the same yeah <laughs> yeah you couldn't tell him
0: apart back in the early 80s you know greg it's a day ending and why when i'm fighting on someone on twitter about conor murphy Eh, whatever plus three 25 minutes I don't I don't know. Five hits. I just I find it strange when people I maybe I'm arguing with a straw the, the, man but the
1: first goal of the game or was it the second goal? The second goal of the game, it was because Murphy kept the puck in and quickly yeah. got the puck. Like it was his best game. Nobody nobody here is nominating him for the Norse. No. Or 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 calling him Brent Seabrook. But if, regardless of what you feel about him personally or his season at all, you should like Be able to be rational enough to say, yes, that was the best game he played this year. I still don't think he's great, but he was great tonight. It's not that hard. Also,
0: he's probably not going to be here when things matter again. I mean, I know he's under contract for, what, three more years? Let's see, two more after this one. So when the Hawks are ready to win again, Connor Murphy's not going to be here. He's a placeholder. And the dude has given you a ton over some really lean years. And, yeah, evaluate the play that he's, you know, as he's playing. But this is, like, the the challenge I have all the time. It's, like, people are so dug in one way or another. Why not just analyze game to game and say, hey, he played well tonight or he played like shit tonight or whatever. But it's, like,
1: I said two months ago, Connor Murphy sucks, so Connor Murphy sucks, and you cannot convince me otherwise. People don't want to go back. People don't want to change their opinions. They want to hold on to them. It's okay. And then when they do change their opinions, they say they never said the other thing. It's also okay to say like, guess what? It was bad and now it's better. Yes. Pe- things can change. <laughs> that's what people it. can evolve. Yes. Players get better or players get worse.
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's just weird. Um. Anyway, I think it's just one person. Most people are seeing uh Connor Murphy for what he's been lately. And that's been pretty damn good. A lot of people in the chat asking about the timeline for Seth Jones. All we really know is he won't be back until the new year. That's very vague.
1: uh, We got a little more specific update from Luke the other day. He said they're hopeful he's going to start skating on his own by the end of this road trip. Okay. So that's next week. So you figure it's at least a week to 10 days after he starts skating. So you're talking probably mid-January. Yeah. At least another two weeks. That's rough. Well... It's kind of funny. I think a lot of people, a lot of the Seth Jones hater club are realizing that, oh man, it's a lot better when he's out there.
0: Everything is a lot better when he's out there. And again, he's another one that's not perfect, but he is by far the best defenseman on this team. It's not even a debate. It's a light years difference.
1: And and I think tonight they probably have a power play goal if he's out there uh, on the play where Bedard gets the puck gets the puck on net while he's falling down. Yeah. And Wedgwood is completely flat on his back, and the puck goes to Korchinski in the high slot, and he passes it. The yeah. goalie is laying on his back. Just flip the wrist and get it in the net. Yeah. But he passes it. Kevin, my guy, shoot the freaking puck. Scoring is not selfish. Scoring is not selfish. No you know what it does? No one's going mad at you if
0: you score a goal. It gets your teammates assists. It's actually very thoughtful when you think about it. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, I, I see what he saw. Had that pass connected, it was a wide open net. Yeah, Fine. The net
1: was already wide
0: it open. It was already 80% open.
1: All you had to do was just flick it towards the net. We and you see probably them get a goal. do it
0: every game. Before the
1: game starts, they skate around in circles, and they throw the puck at the empty net. It's the same thing. Just do it. Kevin Korczynski, I am I am I'm high on his future I think he's going to be a very good player but you need to start shooting the puck it is yeah and it, not only and the the team as a whole needs to stop the passes to nobody look before you pass every game it's the Well, there's two guys up along the boards, but I'm just going to throw it into the middle of the ice where nobody's standing.
0: You're right about that. I think part of it is they struggle so hard to get possession, and there are so many shifts where they are chasing the puck, chasing the puck. The other team is cycling, cycling, cycling around them, and then they finally get it, and they're like, I just got to get it out of here. Instead of taking a tick, taking a look, and making them even like Bedard had a moment like that today where he got a puck in the neutral zone – and had uh, I didn't see which forward it was, like on his way to the offensive zone. To, if he takes a look, he's got a streaking, he's got a streaking winger going up the line. But instead, he just kind of flipped it, and it's a harmless play. And if in doubt, fine, make the harmless play, right? No big deal. But I do think it's a, it's a, it's a, a matter of you're you're getting so kind of clowned in your own zone, and you're chasing and can't get the puck back. That there's a little bit of panic that sets in. I think that's what we see when we see these passes to nowhere. It's like, well, I have it. I might as well just flip it behind me and hope, and just get it out of my get it out of the way, and hopefully it leaves the zone. I don't know. I, I it's it's very strange. And the Korchinski thing with the shooting, that is just such a rookie deferring thing. Yeah. Is I want to give assists. I don't want to be a sh- selfish, dude. It's like it's okay to be selfish. It's what Luke said about Bedard and uh, being upset about the empty netter in the preseason, if the opportunity exists to end the game, end the game and don't feel bad about
1: it. No. Yeah. No, it's uh, – hopefully that changes, but it just seems like at least once or twice a game, we get that Kevin Korchinski moment where you're just like, come on, kid, we know you've got a good shot.
0: Yeah. Shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah. It's, uh, it can be frustrating, but I think it'll come – you know, you see this with a lot of young players, even with Bedard early in the season, before he pretty much said, F it, I'll do it myself, which has been his attitude for the last probably half dozen games or so. Uh Korczynski will get there too and say, Look, I can throw this puck to McKenzie at whistle and see what happens, or I can just drift it myself and and pick up points that way. Like again, no one's gonna be mad at you for scoring. It's okay. It's okay. Nope. Look Man. at Cole I mean, Cole Gutman's a great example. Anytime he had the chance to shoot the puck today, he did it. Yeah. Every time. He had nine shot
1: attempts. Five shots on goal in 12 minutes and 40 seconds. He made the most of his time, and that's a guy that said, listen, the only time I've gotten into the lineup here the last few days is because Philip Kirschev got sick. He played like a guy that, like, does not want to watch from the press box anymore, and good for him. He took advantage of it, I've, and, and – You know, the the biggest reason he hasn't been in it is for his defensive deficiencies. But if you're going to shoot the puck nine times in 12 minutes, I can live with some defensive deficiencies. I agree with that. By the way, I was
0: just checking because whatever you you said just jogged my my thought on this. Even with Radish out, Jason Dickinson only got six seconds of power play time. What does this guy have to do to get on the power play?
1: Maybe he doesn't want to play in a power play. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to have an advantage. No, I like to score even strength. Damn it, we're shorties. Know. Yeah, I don't it's- know. I, I I don't know. And and I would like to see that. And I think you know it, Reichel was good with Gutman tonight. Um, you know he had the he had the nice play on the the assist on his goal. So I don't think you're gonna you're, you're gonna stick with those guys. At some point. If, if Reichel still can't get out of this funk, put him in with Jason Dickinson. Because it seems like whoever plays with D- Jason Dickinson produces. Yeah. Like Jason Dickinson is the guy that you kind of want Reichel to start playing like as far as just playing that simple, aggressive game. That's all he does. It's contagious if he's on his line. So maybe at some point we get that. I don't know. I'm just looking at Reichel's game and last game, what was he? About
0: eight minutes total ice time. This yeah, one because was, of the radish injury, of course, finishes with sixteen thirty three and assists. Well, he
1: was playing with Bedard and, and Kirchev at, at, at points of that third period. Yeah. So obviously Luke saw something he liked tonight. He, he he rewarded him with more ice time and he rewarded him with time on that top line. Which makes sense. If you're chasing a goal as much as we like Nick Felino, you probably want Lucas Reichel on that line with Nick Felino, because it gives you at least, you know, a a bigger threat to score. Uh, yeah, he has a, a
0: goal. One shot and one and another shot attempt. Um, he is looking to pass a lot. I'll give him that. Like that's sort of been the thing with Reichel. But damn, I felt like that move in overtime where Phillips was offsides. He I wrote about it for my Blackhawks beat a few weeks ago, summarizing one play that summed up Lucas Reichel's season, where he was driving the net. This is a game against Nashville. He had a step, and instead of drive, putting his shoulder down. And driving past the defenseman, he peeled off and looked for a pass. He threw it to Seth Jones's feet. Seth Jones had to regroup, and the play was started over. This time, on that play from Phil, from the Phillips offsides, Reichel was going to take it. And you saw him use his speed to blow past the Dallas player and had the opportunity to, to score, but the play was blown dead. I wish you would have just shot it anyway. <laughs> I know it's a good way to get your ass kicked yeah, on the ice. Well. But at least you saw that the mindset was there. Right. The attacking mindset. That's
1: what I mean. I mean, I'm thinking, I know it's been two games. If You want to throw that Colorado game in there too, but I'm thinking maybe these guys are starting to get it, starting to turn that corner and starting to become more like last year's team. A lot of comments this year, you know, this team is worse than last year's team. It was supposed to be better. Last year's team – had less talent, but they played harder every every night. Well, we're this this I don't game. That's so true, either. Well,
0: looking uh, back on it, you
1: had last year's team had more talent. Yeah. Before the trade deadline, yeah, it just did. Especially with all the injuries we've had, like you had Max Domi who was having a career year. You still had Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane Anthony see
0: You Lafferty and McCabe yeah, for part of this. Yeah, season. it was a
1: more talented team yeah. until the trade deadline, but. Tonight's game reminded me and, and the Winnipeg game reminded me a lot of last season, whereas you got that effort, you know, yeah, the start of the Winnipeg game went great. The first two periods went great, but they didn't, they didn't, you know, two weeks ago they would have just completely shut down in the third period. Two weeks ago, this would have been a 6-2 loss. Yeah. Not, a, not an overtime game. After that 4 Fourth goal, they would have given up two more in the third period yeah. and packed it in. So maybe, you know, they have whatever is clicking or or whatever, you know, what all those team meetings or whatnot, maybe it's finally starting to, to resonate.
0: Yeah. Um, Lebowski Fi says Lafferty is a guy. Lafferty is a guy, but he's a guy who's playing for Vancouver and played for Toronto. Yeah, he's, he would certainly be. A third or fourth line player on this team, and one of their more he would
1: be top six if he was here. Effective he guy playing on the top line, and in, in uh, yeah, we Vancouver know we know he's times. not
0: like a difference maker on a champion, but he's playing ice like every game on two of the better teams in the league. He's this got
1: uh, thirty six games for the Canucks this year. He's got nine goals, sixteen points, and is a plus fourteen. That so would help. He, that, I mean, he wouldn't be a plus fourteen on the Blackhawks, but. He's uh, three away from his tying his career high that he set last season when he had ten goal, 12 total goals, 10 with the Hawks, two with the uh, Leafs of Toronto, who can't beat the Blue Jackets, Senators, or Blackhawks, but they're going to win the Cup this year. Sure. Um,
0: <laughs> someone had a comment, too, saying this is the Blackwell effect. Uh, the, the fact that the Haw- it was John Fife says it's the, Blackhawk- the Blackwell effect. And I think that's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but... Since he's entered the lineup, the team has looked different. I know it's a crazy thing the to say. Played better,
1: but energy is contagious. You get a guy there that's chirping, guys. You get a guy finishing checks. He kind of loosens things up for everybody. Yeah. Um, I it's not. I mean, we had Nick Foligno here last week. You know, we had said, you know, what was the difference? That was the Colorado game. What was the difference? And the first thing he said, it was the Blackwell effect. Yeah. Who, I mean, who
0: did Blackwell? Try to hit in this game and just bounce. Was it Dodonov? I think Blackwell had Dodonov like yeah, lined up for head and he jumped and went to hit him, and just like bang,
1: just like bounced backwards. He's
2: um, a
0: little
1: guy. Okay. Yeah, or, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was Dodonov. Yeah, sixty three. That's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Big hey, A for effort that. though. Um, yeah,
0: but in terms of the talent, like this year versus last, if this team had Athanasiu, Jones, Taylor Hall, and Corey Perry. You can make the argument that, on paper, this team is about as talented as last year's team, maybe a little bit more, but with all those guys out and gone, no. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's night and day. So, I mean, look, Nick Felino has been saying it since before the year began. If you watch the latest every shift that the Blackhawks publish, he said it again. Like, it's there. You can see that it's there. The fact that this game, they outshot the Stars 14 to 4 in the third, and whatever the third was against Winnipeg, where the Hawks took it to them too. Like the ability for them to play well is there. But the word you used earlier, and we've used it a lot this year, is fragile. You know? And I think it's not just how they react after giving up goals, it's not just how they react to bad losses. It's. How they react in like real time of the game, from shift to shift, moment to moment. And you'll even see like in the course of a game, if a shift is going bad, that's what I'm talking about, like just throwing the puck blindly to anything, that's a panic. That's a not believing in your ability to get the puck out and make a good play. It will come. It will come with time this team is so young, especially in their current state. Yeah. It is so young. They're gonna learn. They're gonna win. Learn how to win puck battles along the boards. They're gonna learn how to take an extra second. They're gonna that the game in their mind is gonna slow down a little bit, and it's gonna get better. But they're just so young right now and so inexperienced that every little challenge is a kind of a
1: new experience for them. Yeah, and this is a very good hockey team. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the division. Veterans. Lots of dynamic talent, yeah. Deep, big, and they just come at you in waves all night long. Um, it just seemed that they just, as soon as the puck was in the zone, there were three green sweaters around the puck, and they were swarming in that. Peter Mraz, another big game for him. Uh, I mean, I know five. Yeah, kind of lost in a shuffle. Five but. five goals allowed, but you know, it could have. They they, they they went to overtime because he made some big saves. Um, that glo- just,
0: was that glove-saving overtime, too?
1: Um, I think it was, where he flashed the leather. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, It was like the first shot of overtime after. That was such a boring overtime time. Yeah, some Hawks
0: talked about it, too. Um, yeah. I saw that. I love
1: three-on-three three overtime, but I don't like when you have three-on-three three overtime and it's two and a half minutes through and you haven't had a shot yet.
2: Not only that, it seemed like the Hawks didn't really possess the puck for more than, like, ten seconds, that yeah. overtime period. Yeah,
1: what it's hard to have... Conor Bedard on 3-on-3 three three overtime when he doesn't get the pucks.
0: So here's Tyler Johnson says, uh, speaking of 3-on-3 three three overtime, you shouldn't just take shots to take shots. 3-on-3 three three hockey, what everybody wants it to be, if you want to win it, you can't really play that way. Dallas did what they needed to do to win. It's interesting. I mean, because you're Dallas for sure was very willing to just back out, back out, back out, back out and wait for their chance. And that's what they've always said about three on three. It's just, you know, you're you are fighting for that one opportunity. And it's how even like if you're talking about a five on three power play versus a five on four power play, it's a different mindset of five on three, you're trying to get that one perfect opportunity that you're just going to get because of the numbers game. Um, it is a it's a big mindset change. I know we got some super chats to get to and we're going to, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Goose Island Beer Company. We are supported by Goose Island Beer Company. And guess what? So are you, quite frankly. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. They've got the Oktoberfest. I think that's still available. The Beer Hug Family, the 312 Wheat Ale. You've got the Blackhawks Pale Ale, the Bull and Goose, the Full Pocket Pills. That's the everyday beer. That's what the Goose Island Brewers are drinking right now. My favorite, of course, the 312. Love the Green Line as well. Everything from Goose Island is fantastic, so don't miss out. Grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown.
1: Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. There it is. Ah, uh, talk about the easy finish of some of those Goose Island beers. But uh, you know what else is easy, and it's getting even easier for businesses: is to switch to electric vehicles. Yes, that's something we can all get behind. For the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, Greg. The
0: electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners like our guy, Charlie the Bacon Guy, do? He should go to ComEd.com clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and and infrastructure incentives available to help his business go electric. Charlie, you own a business. Don't wait. Start making your plan today. Switch to electric bacon machines. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us.
1: Go to comed.com slash clean. Sorry, I was thinking about uh, electric bacon machines. Did you say comed.com slash clean?
0: Yes, I did. Go there
1: now and see how
0: going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Let's take a look at our Super Chats. I know we've got a $5 one from Lebowski5, and he says, to debunk the notion that you can't win a cup with a roster of mostly drafted players, the 2010 Hawks had 14 drafted players on that cup-winning team. Okay. To
1: be fair. To be fair. We didn't say you couldn't, but the roster that was given to Mario and his DMs of the 20 players, yes, the 18 skaters and the two goalies, there was only one guy that wasn't a draft pick. 19-20 were drafts. Not saying you can't win with a team like that. It is unlikely that you your entire team is made up of guys you've drafted. That'd be great. It would be wonderful. But it's just highly unlikely. That's always said. Yeah. But thank you for the super chat and this, your loyalty, Lebowski. I five. think the point we
0: are making, if you, and if you missed that, like Greg just explained it, someone tweeted Mario like, how about this for a cup lineup? And I was like, Marcel. Marcel. And, like, everybody. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> the entire, the last
1: two draft classes. Right. That's um, not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. It'd be You're great. Gonna, yeah. It's just, I wouldn't bet on it. Right.
0: Um, and, look, like, you need to, and even your high draft picks aren't always going to work out. Like, look at Jack Skilly. Look at
1: some of the other. Look at, look at this year of Lucas Reichel so far. We're not giving up on him, but, no. It's not been great. Look at Cam Barker. And, and who else? Who was he? Uh, well, I, I hesitate to say it, but Kyle Beach was yeah. a high pick that uh, probably no, failed s- because of the Hawks' negligence more than his lack of talent. Yeah, but I mean, Ryan Hartman was a first-round pick. He wasn't a top-ten pick. But, yeah, for every, uh, every top-ten pick that becomes an all-star, there's two that never make it.
0: Yeah. And, look, it's, I would love yeah, Anton, ba- Anton Babchuk's a good example uh, from Lebowski, of course. There, there's a lot of those And even like Tuomo Tumorutu, yeah. was a guy who was supposed to be like Baby Forsberg and he was hurt and he never really panned out to be the player he was. Hey, but he got a Sandre Ladd, so that worked out well. That did work out well. Uh he was a good player and like Ryan Hartman's a good example of with enough time, Ryan Hartman yeah.
1: became a pretty good player. Playing with Koreel Caprice. Yes, yeah, so that doesn't... helps. It's amazing how, like, the stats never had that major uptick until, all right, you're going to skate with him, but you stick it on the ice and let it hit it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right, I'm sorry. Real quick, Chad. Are we still seeing double Js? I just had the weird, a weird glitch going on here. It was like Everything two of them. It was fine to did. me. Oh, yeah. I did see it for a minute there. I
1: thought you were just referring to uh, Jeff Jarrett that, that we're wearing the same hat. Oh, we are doing that, too.
0: I can't wear it backwards. I just look weird in it. I
2: think yeah. I can pull
0: that off. Can I? No, Yeah,
1: it's
2: fine. I don't know. Oh, I
0: don't know. My head too, or apparently. my face. Is, is it fixed that, everything's though?
2: Great. Is everything fixed, Chat? Yeah, I mean, I,
0: Steven's asking you guys in the chat. Is it? Is it good now?
2: Okay, thank you. I see. I see. All good now. All right. Good. Appreciate all right. it, guys. Way
0: to go! Smash the like button for Steven. He's out here. He's giving it all. Hey, if it was two Js, I would have just gone home. let screw it. Yeah, we would have lost every viewer we had. Yeah, no. Cricket so. would have left, but everybody else would have stayed. Yeah, Cricket. Yeah, Cricket would have <laughs> left. She likes you. Someone has to. Well, how's the uh, how's the player of the game looking? How's our four-star looking? Is it the runaway you thought
2: it would be? You know, you guys said I was stupid. No, Steven, you're wrong. This is going to be close. First and of it ended all. Up, it ended up being a blowout.
0: You, no, we did not say you were stupid. We never it was implied. Call, we we would, said you were we stupid never looking. Call, yeah. ah. We would never call you stupid. <laughs> we didn't say you were crazy. We said you were acting crazy. <laughs> we would never call That's you different. stupid. We didn't say you were face. a bitch. We said you were being a bitch. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> anyway, Tyler Johnson, based on what <laughs> Stephen is saying, is a winner of the chats four star. What With was more the percentage?
2: than double that's in right. second place right. Cole Gutman. Sixty four percent of the vote.
1: I just know a lot of our uh, listeners are big Cole Gutman fans and I thought they would have, you know, used this opportunity to to uh, share their Cole Gutman love. It's a missed opportunity, quite frankly. It is Johnson deserved it. Absolutely.
0: He he played really well and You know, as we, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, as we project a couple months from now when the trade deadline rolls around, and if Tyler Johnson is putting up numbers like he's doing now and having performances like this and playing well against contenders as he has a lot this year, you might find a taker for him. Maybe. And today I wrote about Peter Mrazek and how maybe it's time to think about extending him. I think, uh, well, I know for sure Scott Powers wrote about Nick Felino being extended and how he thinks it's just a matter of time. I think Jason Dickinson's a guy the Hawks should look to extend, but that's a guy, Tyler Johnson, that if they moved to mid the deadline I would not bat an eye. I like the guy, but his best days are behind him for sure. You could probably say the same about Felino in terms of production, but he still brings a lot of the intangibles that the Hawks are looking for. Not that Tyler Johnson doesn't. But I think for the role you're using Tyler Johnson in, you're probably better off – maybe that's where you give Cole Kutman the chance to play full-time and see what he can do for a third of a season with real opportunity, with real line mates for, you know, the last 15, 20 games.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, We've got an interesting quote, uh, courtesy of Ben Pope, uh, from Luke Richardson on Jared Tenorti and his benching. Um. He says he had a a tough night. He knows he didn't have a good night. He's a veteran guy. He doesn't have to be told. It's a problem when people give up on themselves, and I know there's no give up in him. I agree with him on that.
0: Jared Tenorti is a guy I do not think will quit or stop trying. No, but sometimes you have to
1: save people from themselves.
0: Well, it's like we (laughs) said. I mean, one of the first things we said was Jared Tenorti will be the first guy to tell you we suck tonight. He wouldn't hide from that. No. He'd flat out tell you he had a bad game. Like it's it was, undeniable. It was
1: Wyatt Johnson who, who walked him on that third. Goal. Not Jamie, but it was Jamie Ben who scored, eventually ben scored. scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. But it was Wyatt Johnson that just walked through him like, <laughs> it's like a ghost. Like he was jumping through a sprinkler in <laughs> a hot summer day. Yeah, there was no for
0: despite the 6-4 uh, giant man being there, he didn't put up much of a fight. It was but there like you said, there like, there was a lot of stuff
1: from him where he was like hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Well, what? Just very uh, reaction time is not there. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, that makes you know, Isaac Phillips' night look a lot worse. You know, he was a minus 3-2, but a lot of that, you know, not necessarily on him. That's why plus minus is, you know, not the greatest stat in the world. I mean well. – Unless you're Brock Faber. Well, I mean, if you're like a plus 40, then you're going to be like, all right, he's, yeah. something's going right, <laughs> right with him and his teammates when he's on. the." Uh, uh, but, you know, w- when you see a defenseman like Isaac Phillips is a minus three, you're going to be like, wow, he was terrible tonight. But I don't think you could say that about Isaac Phillips. Um, you know, he, he made some some couple of good plays getting the puck out of the zone. He's looking more confident there, but. That's where the plus minus can be misleading.
0: Definitely. And, you know, I'm the more I see him play, the harder it is for me to imagine Isaac Phillips going back to Rockford. Uh, he's just, he's undeniably one of their best six def- defensemen. I don't think there's much question about it at all. I mean, and, and you can argue that uh, Wyatt Kaiser outplayed him in the preseason and maybe has a little more upside in terms of offensive potential and. Overall, you know, point production, but right now the Hawks need someone to put out fires, and he's one of the better guys on this team doing it. Yeah, so I'm keeping Phillips around. I know, again, I saw people in the chat mad at him for the offsides, like that. Those things happen. It's a miscommunication. It's three on three. It's a very like, fast game, and it yeah, was, it was close. It was but close for the most part. When Isaac Phillips is on the ice, I feel good about it. I feel like he's going to make the right play most of the time. And for a young guy with as little experience as he has, that's huge. And I also think we said this coming into the season, this is kind of his last chance to earn a job here because you've got Del Mastro and and, uh, Allen and and all these other young defensemen on the way here. If he doesn't prove it now, he might have to prove it for another franchise. So I really hope they give him uh, the look he wants. He is a restricted free agent after this year but for a guy who feels like he's been around forever he's 22 years old yeah like there's a ton of good hockey ahead of him especially when you look at the kind of defenseman he is right like you can see a guy like Korchinski come in and add offense and move the puck and do all those sort of things more quickly because he's an offensive defenseman and the defensive game catches up when you're just defensive you still need that defensive game to catch up to the NHL level you just don't have any of the Uh, highlight real stuff to kind of distract from that. So his defensive errors stand out a little more than some of the other guys on the team. I think overall he's been very clean, uh, you know, again, knows the right play to make most of the time, and I don't know how you can, I don't know, I just don't know how you can look at him and say, bye, back to b you go.
1: Well, I mean, especially when you... Jared Jarrett gets back in the lineup and has another game like tonight, then you definitely can't. Like, you can't say, well, we don't have space from you as we watch Jared Tenorti get embarrassed on a nightly basis. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's he's not. It's, it is
0: a, meri- it's a meritocracy. Or at least it should be. And you're seeing, you know, they're not afraid
1: to put Lucas Reichel on the fourth line.
0: So if it's a why is it different if it's a young player screwing up versus a veteran?
1: Yeah, Phillips had 21:39 of ice time tonight. Uh I'm just going to quickly see where that that's got to be one of his highest ice times of the season. Uh I would imagine so. Uh, he had 20:47 last game against So this is his third straight actually no, he's he's been over 21 minutes almost is pretty uh Consistently of late, so they're starting to trust trust him more. So he's earning that trust. When you're a young defenseman, uh, you know you got to earn that trust. So he has played at least twenty minutes and forty-seven seconds in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seven of his last eight games of right. pretty much 21 minutes or more. And how many
0: games has uh, Jones missed? What was his last game?
1: It. Was, I would imagine that would correspond pretty well. It. It's, that's how many games. Yeah, it started with the Edmonton game, and that yeah. was the first game Seth Jones was out. So his playing time increased. I mean, he went from he had a stretch of three games where he didn't – four games in a row where he didn't get over 14 and a half minutes. Now he's getting almost 22. So the trust is there. He's earning it, and just let him, let him keep developing here, up here. I don't think he's got much more to prove in Rockford. No, I don't think so either. But I will say, went to check
0: on the, uh, the numbers of this one. He was on the ice for 10 shot attempts for and 31 against. That's the team worst. Now, he was paired with Jared Tenorti, who was on the ice for 18 attempts for and 16 against, 31 against for Phillips. So that is a substantial drop. He is 13% worse than the next nearest Hawk in terms of a negative Corsi. Uh, second worst was Philip Kurashev, um, who was on the ice for 10 shot attempts for and 22 against. But again, there's more to it than that. Um, there's some discussion in the chat about Wyatt Kaiser versus Isaac Phillips. I saw a lot of Kaiser in preseason look super confident. I saw him in the NHL after a handful of games. Looked like the game was moving too quickly for him. And I'm not saying that eventually Wyatt Kaiser won't be a better defenseman than Isaac Phillips. I think that's a decently safe bet. Yeah. But, but I, I just think that he's got a lot more development to do. He's got to get physically bigger. A lot of the stuff I saw with Kaiser was when we talk about the speed of the game, as we were talking about with like the Hawks, just like throwing pucks away. Kaiser had a problem of thinking the game was too slow, because he would take three or four strides, and before he was gone, someone's taking the puck, lifting his stick, and taking the puck and going the other way. He was a little too slow to move the puck, too slow to react. So, I mean, I guess the best way for him to learn the game, the speed of the NHL game, is in the NHL. But I think the fact that he's not here and Louis Crevier is tells you that Luke Richardson was probably seeing the same things we are. Yeah,
1: and I think. The reason that Kaiser is in Rockford and Crevier and Phillips are here is because I think the Blackhawks, as an organization, believe that Kaiser's ceiling is higher than both of those guys. This is also Isaac Phillips' fourth professional season. It's why Kaiser's first. I think it's the same reason why Del Mastro and Allen aren't sniffing the NHL until maybe the very end they get a game. The fact that Kaiser is down in Rockford and Crevier is up here is because the Blackhawks believe Kaiser has a brighter future. So that's why he's being, he's down in Rockford. More kid gloves with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where uh, you know Phillips is up here. He's playing well but there's not a whole lot more Phillips could do at the AHL level. He's right. had three full seasons in the AHL essentially. So it's time for him to figure out if he could stay here or not. And John
0: Fife says Phillips looks like a third pairing guy at best, but it's fine for the season and maybe next. Uh, the reality is, aside from Korczynski, all the guys that are getting looks right now are probably third pairing guys on a, hey, on a If champion. Isaac
1: Phillips is your sixth defenseman, you've got a pretty good defensive core.
0: And you could say the same thing about Kaiser, but I think yeah. if you're looking for the middle pair, that's your Delmastro or Allen. Uh, they're the ones who project there. But in terms of like top flight, NHL defenseman, it's really just Korczynski. Well, and Vlasic. And Vlasic. Yeah. But I even think on a contender, Vlasic is, is your Jalmerson, not your Keith or Seabrook. Probably. Right? So you got to find who that who's the Duncan Keith but, of this team. And maybe it's Kevin
1: Korchinski eventually. You, but when we had Marion Hosa in here, who do you say the Hawks don't win a Stanley Cup without? Jalmerson. That's true. Yeah.
0: You could probably make that argument, though, about a lot of guys. They probably don't win one without Hosa. No, they definitely don't. They certainly don't win one without Taves or Kane. Right. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys, and that's what made those teams so good. I love Nicholas Jalmerson. You had to convince me that Jalmerson's great. But I think if Vlasic is your guy in that role, then you've got Korchinski and future prospect X or free agent signing X in that top spot. I mean, look, it's going to be Seth Jones for a while. So, of course, Chinsky can become Duncan Keith. (laughs) Sure. Just become the best defenseman in the history of the franchise. No pressure, kid, but you know what I mean. Like a bona fide number one puck-moving offensive two-way defenseman uh, with a a solid defender on your right side, fine. And if if Seth Jones has to be a poor man's Brent Seabrook, so be it. If those other four fill out to be Del Mastro, Vlasic, you know – Kaiser, Phillips, Allen, whoever, and whatever draft picks you get
1: might get there, you're okay. If you've got a plethora of, of defensemen, young defensemen, eventually you're probably going to trade one or two of those guys to fill other holes. Well. Because there's a chance the Hawks take a, a, a defenseman with their top pick this year, depending on where they slot.
0: I mean, unless it's they get top two.
1: I mean, if they get the third pick, they may go defenseman.
0: I don't know. I haven't done enough draft research to the,
1: uh, the 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 large Russian kid is is very tempting at three. Yeah. If 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 uh, Celebrini and Nygren are gone, he's right handed. I like Kaden Lindstrom a lot too, though. I do too. Well, we'll see. That seems like a lot of <laughs> talk for May and June and July. Well, let's talk about the most
0: recent number one pick that the Blackhawks have had, Connor Bedard, and let's take a little jaunt into Connor's corner. Not a night to remember uh, for Connor Bedard. Not terrible, but not great. Uh, He was minus three, played 23-38 in this one, had three shots on goal, five shot attempts, and a hit. A solid hit at that. Pretty good game for him. And and we talked about that opportunity Korchinski had to shoot. Bedard driving to the net, dives to take the shot, gets a great shot on goal, rebound kicks out, and uh, Korchinski opts to pass. But, um, you know, he didn't have the puck a lot in this game. The Hawks didn't have the puck a lot in this game. Um, but he didn't really get the opportunities to score like he would. And uh, you said it, man. Like Expect him in his next game to be sort of shot out of a cannon because yeah. when Bedard has a bad game, he usually responds pretty well. And
1: uh, he his third period was good. Yeah. He was very great. But those first two periods, it just – not a lot from them. D- Dallas had a good game plan, but it seems that, like – <clears throat> the second time he plays a team, especially if they shut him down the first time, kind of got a little bit of a mission. I mean, remember what he said about the uh, Colorado? You know, that was kind of my welcome to the NHL. They, yeah. And then, you know, plays against them the second time, has a good game. He'll be out there looking to get some revenge. So um, I think Mario's going to be picking first again. And who's your Hawk? I'd, I'd, I'd be uh, surprised. If that's not the first pick. Speaking of that, once again,
0: I am the winner of Who's Your Hawk? Once again, the guy with the least <laughs> amount of wins. Hey,
1: <laughs> welcome to Double Digits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I was the first one to triple digits and wait, so I'll be the last one to double digits and wins. Uh, I had Lucas Reichel. He had an assist, and so did Philip Kirchev, who uh, Greg picked, but we went to the uh, the blue lines of death. And Lucas Reichel had a better game uh, analytically than Philip Kurushev, so that's two in a row for me, baby. I'm it's back a, it's in a it. Winning streak. In it to win it. It's a winning streak, and I can't, I can't make my pick now until next game because you guys had to pick first. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I just, uh, it feels good. It doesn't feel good to wear this helmet because once again, I feel like I'm tripping balls because of the way it affects my glasses. Um, so I think it's time to wrap up the show. What do you think, Steven?
2: I'm just liking this ISO cam here. You look (laughs) hilarious in that thing. You really do. Thank you. It's very good
1: for my self-esteem. Well, before we wrap up, I have to tell all of our NFL fans who are watching that it's time to unwrap nonstop football action this holiday season. Throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. This week, new customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. One of the fun uh, parlays I'm looking for for this uh, week's huge matchup, Bears and Falcons Ooh. over at the Soldiers' Field.
0: Urlacher versus Vic. Um, Remember that game? That may- was awesome.
1: Maybe maybe Justin Fields, the last game at the Soldiers' Field. I hope not. But anywho. Here is a, here's a good three-leg parlay for that game. Justin Fields, over 190.5 passing yards. DJ Moore, anytime TD score. And Bears on the money line gets you plus
2: 550. I like that. The
1: Falcons are not good, right? I don't think so.
2: No. I don't know if the Bears they are They have one more either. win than the Bears, I believe. Okay. They're you know what's crazy?
0: I was looking at the Bears. Uh, I was looking at, like, the wild card. Sorry to interrupt your read. Uh, Sorry, like I got the, to save my breath for the The disclaimer. wild card, all that stuff, like... Had they won those two games they were supposed to win, Detroit and Washington? Denver. Denver. They're right there in the playoff
1: hunt. They're a wild card team. Yeah. Jesus. I've had Greg Braggs yell at me for six months telling me about that. Anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. You got that clock ready there, Stephen? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and in, Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies in jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ooh, that's
0: a record. That's a record. <sighs> I thought you went too fast. I thought you were flying too close to the sun. But you did it. Nice work, my friend. I'm getting that under 30 seconds by the end of this. 3220. Wow. Yeah, you stumbled a little bit. You probably would have you hit it without If that. they would
1: just put the gosh darn numbers yeah. in here, it would be so much easier. I'm
0: gonna just copy and paste it and do it myself. We can I think we can edit this. It's ridiculous. All right, I know we got some super chats to hit before we leave. So we'll do that real quick. We got Tom Casanova. He's a real Casanova, I'm told. Uh Toronto and move Morazzic. What would it take to bring back Staylock? Um
1: I don't know if Toronto is going to – they can't afford Mrazic, first of all. It would be kind of hard pre- – it would be a really bad move. I know it's not the same GM, but to give up a first-round pick for you to take this guy back and then say, well, we'll give you another first-round pick to have him again. I just don't see that happening. And plus, I don't think the Blackhawks are trading Peter Morazic. unless they get a great offer. Toronto's
0: not giving a first at this point for Mrazic. If they're giving up they, a first round pick. They literally
1: pick. can't. They gave up a first to get rid of them. Do they have any? You, you, first of all. You cannot sell your fan base. We're going to give up another first round pick to bring back the guy we gave up a first round pick to get rid of.
0: They do have a first round pick this year. Um I just
1: don't see it happening. No. If you're
0: giving up if you're Toronto and you're giving up a first round pick, it's not for Peter Mrazek. I know he's been better this year, but right. he is a he is a kick save away from his grain falling off again. And he's a couple months removed from a sub ninety save percentage and a plus three goals against. Like, if you're giving up a first round pick, you're getting a goalie you think you can count on for sure.
1: Yeah, but anything right now is better than. Uh, I agree Elias with Sampson that, but eight forty. Average Soderblom is better than either Samson. I just don't. Right you now.
0: don't have. They don't. I don't think they need to give up a. They can wait to the deadline, and give up a third and get help they need. Like, they're a good enough team. If you get a, a goaltender that's average, they don't need to spend a first round pay to get no, a goalie. And
1: they like Joseph Wall a lot, too. Yeah. And he's coming back at some point. I don't know. I just don't see that happening. Um,
0: if they I look, the if Hawks Toronto wants keep... to
1: give the Hawks a first from Razik, fine. Well, absolutely.
0: You Goodbye. I
1: just don't see a scenario where that happens. But thank you, Tom. And get the, ready for uh... some long ass Hawks games if that happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think. Unless you get an amazing offer, I think Mrazek, trading Mrazek this year is kind of one of those where like guys in the locker room were kind of like, "What are we really doing here?" Right. Like it's not. It wouldn't be a good feel-good trade at this point to where yeah guys are gonna be like, "Cool, I don't care about the f- third-round pick we're getting in two years. I liked winning hockey games now." Right. The Hawks if,
2: did link up with the Maple Leafs last year though. Got a first round pick. They've traded with them so, a lot. Yeah, I mean,
1: they're
0: they're, they're active gotten, trade partners. They're gonna have two of so different GM three, now yeah.
2: though. In the unlikely outcome that Mrazic was traded there for a first round pick, they'd have two of Toronto's first round picks in a row then. Right, and they've already had four and Yeah, we,
1: we used one of them in tw- the Sam Rizzo was the Toronto pick we got for Mrazic. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe trade them to Pittsburgh because Kyle Dubas is in yeah, Pittsburgh there you go. now. He's, he's available. <laughs> they need a goalie, don't they?
0: And then uh, not a super chat, but a nice note here from NN Shocky Boys. says, one of my sisters works at a bookstore and brought me home the Big 50 Blackhawks. Stoked. Thank you for that, uh, Shocky Boys sister. Shocky girls, I assume. Um, Appreciate that very much. If you'd like to get my book, uh, it's available wherever fine books are sold and crappy books are sold. Um, You can get them on Amazon, but don't do that. Go to bookshop.org. That uh, supports... Uh, small, local, independent bookstores, and they need help now more than ever. If you're on the sell side, I recommend Bookies right there on, uh, what, about 104th and Western. Great local bookshop. I know they've got my book there. Just saw it at the Barnes & Noble in Oakbrook, so it's out there. It's available. Um, But if you're looking to order online, bookshop.org is the way to go. Or I think I have like seven or eight left at home. If you want to DM me on Twitter, we can work something out. I can sign one and ship it to you, so get in touch uh, at Jay Zawoski on Twitter. And I can get you a copy signed if you're looking for that. All right. That's enough of that nonsense. Shameless self-promotion. We are back Sunday.
1: Be like Guess what? Deja vu all Hawks at stars. Yeah.
0: We are going to be remote that day because our bosses uh, very wisely said, hey, let's not put our guys out on the roads on New Year's Eve. Let's have them stay home. So we'll be home. But you're going to get a pregame show and a postgame show, as you always do for road games. So if you're not out, if you're not out partying, Join us for some hockey pregame party and, post-game. and
1: put our post-game show on, on, on at your party.
0: It's a hell of an idea. Maybe
1: we'll, like, sound smarter in a room full of drunks.
0: Yeah, turn off that or party make it a drinking
2: game. Make it a drinking there game. There
0: it is. And Every time Jay Zawoski says, anyway, Ooh, drink. I like it. Yeah, you'll be hammered.
1: When you do this. Or when I do this. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't know. No. No, no. You'll be very, very drunk. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for being with us. Smash that like button on your way out, and uh, we'll talk to you Sunday. We are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Get the bacon mobiles going, Charlie. We'll talk to you Sunday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.
2: We all silly like the mayor.